personally to you, he does. But I just see it a lot more often in somebody that doesn't know that much about the word yet. And more often I see somebody that's been a Christian for a long time. I see them standing on the word and getting their healing that way. And I'll go into detail on that. But for the sake of time, I've got to keep pressing on. And so, uh, number one, you need to take care of your temple. Number two, there are the gifts of the spirit. Number three, prayer and anointing from the elders of the church. Prayer and anointing. From the elders of the church. I'm talking about Bible ways to receive healing. You may be like, well, I know some other ways. I'm talking about Bible ways. All right? And so James chapter 5. Let's go there. James chapter 5. Are you still with me tonight? James chapter 5. We're going to look at verses 14 through 15. James 5, verses 14 through 15. You're learning anything tonight. James 5, 14 through 15. In the NLT. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church. Why? To come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Well, why would we do that? Well, because such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick. Say that with me. Will heal the sick. It doesn't say might. It doesn't say could. It doesn't say Potentially, it says the prayer of faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. And bonus, if you've committed any sins, you will be forgiven. And so we do this here all the time. I anoint people with oil every day. And I'm just looking at my anointing oil right here. Praise God. I anointed a young lady on Sunday who had been having some bad back pain for uh, weeks. Okay. I mean, crippling debilitating, terrible back pain, like knock you out of work back pain. She just skipped up to me before church and said, hey, you prayed for me Sunday. It is gone all the way. I never felt better in my life. I'm like, was I shocked? I was like, you serious? It actually worked? Oh my gosh. I was just hoping it. No, I wasn't surprised at all. I expected it to happen because it says right here, the prayer of faith will heal the sick. I'm always happy when I see the word of God work, but I'm never surprised. I was expecting it to happen because God keeps his word. And so, you know, I don't know how to fully explain it, but sometimes I can really tell uh, when someone has received the anointing and received the prayer of faith. And maybe you've not experienced that or don't know it, but sometimes when I'm praying for someone, I'm like, oh my gosh, they totally just got it. I can tell that they received God's power. And, you know, I can't always tell. And, and sometimes I can definitely tell, like, they aren't believing one word of this. They are, I'm not judging, but they're probably not going to get anything out of this. And so, uh, you know, some churches may do this these verses out of ritual or custom or like, well, it says to do this. But if there's not any faith involved by the preacher or by the sick person, usually nothing happens. Because it says the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith will heal the sick. Not the prayer of hope, not the prayer of wishing, not the prayer of maybe, the prayer of faith. And so sometimes maybe the preacher doesn't even have faith that it's going to work. Sometimes maybe the sick person. But I tell you what, when both of them have faith that this is going to work and you obey the word of God, I have seen some miracle healings over the years. I have seen a lot of people healed by being anointed with oil 
in the name of Jesus, all right? And so how can we receive healing? Well, you can call for the elders of the church. Now, one important thing to note right here is this, all right? This has to be noted. It does put a little personal responsibility on you. It says the sick person should call for the elders of the church. Is it because God needs you to beg and, and, and dance for healing? No, no. But I do believe that if you'll have the uh, proactive, if you'll have the, the nature, if you'll have the want to, to actually call on the elders of the church, that's a step of faith and a sign of faith just right there. And God will honor your faith, even if you're not fully there yet. But I do believe that you need to make some effort on your own to call for the elders of the church. I will drive all over Barstow baptizing you in oil. I've done it, okay? I will chase you down whether you, and just whatever you want. Listen, I'll do that, but I don't think it's as effective. You need to call for the elders of the church, and we will anoint you with oil, and the prayer of faith will heal the sick. But there does need to be some outreach on your part. And side note, don't just assume because you posted your ailments on social media that I saw it. I know I'm shocking. I know, you know, just don't be shocked that I don't sit there all day long scrolling through church members' feeds to see if you were sick that day. And I'm just saying that right now. So not, not just listen, call. Don't assume that we saw that you had a tummy ache or were sick or got sick. Call for the elders of the church. You're not going to annoy me. I love to pray for people. It's my life. I enjoy it. But you got to let me know. You got to let my dad know. You got to let the elders know. And we will gladly pray for you. But there is some initiative on your part to do the calling. Can somebody say amen? All right, here we go. Number four. Number four. God's word. God's word. Who loves the word of God? Who, I mean, you don't just like it. You stink and love the word of God. It is your whole life. It is your foundation. You say, give us this day our daily bread. Jesus, you're the bread of life. I can't start the day without my bread. Amen. Listen, you love the word of God. You don't just like it. You don't just think it's a neat, inspirational thing. It's your life. If that's you, then I'm talking to you tonight, and I've got really good news for you. Amen. You have every right in, in the Bible and in your covenant to receive and expect healing. Say amen. And so this right here is the number one way that a mature, grown-up Christian will receive healing. This is the number one way. If I simply rely on the gifts of the Spirit, which those are awesome, but what if God's not that particular day, you know, operating in the gifts of healing in the service that you're in? And, you know, you got to please understand what I'm saying. They're an operation all over the world all the time. But what if you come to church that day and you're like, well, pastor's got the gifts of healing in his ministry, so, hey, why do I need to read the Bible when I can just go, boom, get the instant? Well, that's great, and sometimes that happens. But what if God says, no, I need you to grow up a little bit and do like pastor did and do like Chuck did and do like Maxine did and learn some of these verses for yourself? Amen? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You're going to, if you want to please God and make him happy in your life, that was Hebrews eleven six. I just quoted. If you want to make God happy and please him in your life, there's only one way to do it, and that's through faith. Amen? 
And so this topic of uh, God's word is the number one way. It may not be instant healing. Sometimes it is. Sometimes a sickness will come, and I'm like, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Exodus 15, 26 says, I am the Lord who heals you, and instantly I feel better. Sometimes I say that, and the pain is still there. So what do I do? Well, I guess it didn't work. No, I just keep quoting it. I just keep standing on it. But this is the surefire, guaranteed way to healing is God's word. Now, sometimes it's instant. Sometimes it's not. Remember when Dylan Johnson uh, three or four years ago gets diagnosed with stage four throat cancer. And let's just get real. It didn't look good in the natural and it, it wasn't good. It was bad. And they sent him down the hill and he was in treatments for a while. But he told me that it was incredible. All those years of sitting here listening to these type of sermons. And sometimes you're like, man, we're going to talk about healing again. Can we, you know, why we're going to talk about healing again. He said, when he got down there to the treatment place, he was shocked how much healing verses just kept flowing and coming out of him. And he said he was just speaking the word. And on top of that, he got his Bible and just started studying scriptures on healing. He, he doubled up on it. But he was so thankful that he had heard the word on healing for years and years and years and years and years before the attack ever came. And when it came, he had the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God out of Ephesians 6. And he was ready for the fight. And guess what? A couple months later, 100% healed. No cancer in the body. Give God some praise tonight. Amen. I love to see people get healed because of Jesus. All right. And so Proverbs chapter 4, Proverbs 4, let's go. Proverbs chapter 4, and uh, th- I love these verses. Jose, can you hear Kenneth Hagin saying this already? I know you can. We, and so on, I'll just give you, give you a little inside information, give you a little uh, tip here. On YouTube, there is a video called God's Medicine by Kenneth Hagin. It is an hour and a half of Kenneth Hagin just reading healing scriptures. I went to sleep to this last night, as a matter of fact. And so I listened to this so much, and it's an hour and a half of somebody just reading verse after verse after verse of healing scriptures from the Word of God. I cannot describe how incredible it is. Now, someone that is not that interested in God's Word, they'll be like, this is boring. It's an old man reading the Bible. And so, if, hey, if that's what you take out of it, but I listen to this, and my gosh, it fires me up. My reason for saying this is he opens the whole hour and a half with these verses right here. I'm going to read it in the New King James, but he's reading it in the King James. Proverbs 4, verse 20. My son or my daughter, ladies, this applies to you too, so don't, you know, don't go feeling bad. My son, my daughter, give attention to my words. Well, what are his words? The Bible is the word of God. Give attention to my words. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep the scriptures in front of your eyes going into your ears because they're going down to your heart. Keep them there. Well, why would I do that? For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Man, I love that. Listen to me. God's words, the word of God, the Holy Bible, the scriptures, they are life unto those who find them and health to all their 
flesh. The Bible will keep you healthy. It is life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. I've got to go fast because I've got more verses. Let's look at Psalm 107 and verse 20. I hope you're writing these down. I really hope you're writing these down. Psalm 107 and verse 20. Because you need to know where to find these later. Psalm 107 and verse 20. We're talking about the word of God being healing to you. The word of God being healing to you. Psalm 107 and verse 20, New King James. He sent his, say it with me, word. What did he send? He sent his word. Well, how did he how did he send his word? Jesus is the word, according to John. First of all, he sent his only begotten son into the world. So, hey, that counts as sending his word. He also made sure that you got the written word of God, the logos in the Greek, the written word of God. You've got the word through Jesus. You've got the word because you're reading it right now. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. The, he, what, he sent his word, and what did his word do? His word healed them. His word will heal you and deliver you from your destructions. So what's, well, I mean, surefire guaranteed, it may take longer, but surefire way to get healed is the word of God. It is life unto those who find it and health to all their flesh. And according to Psalm 107 verse 20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all of their destructions. Look at Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. We got the story here of the Roman centurion. This was a Roman army officer. He was not Jewish. In fact, the Jewish people probably hated his guts. They didn't like the Romans. The Romans came in and took over their country and they were bullies and mean. And so this guy though, he apparently was a believer in Jesus. And so he comes and says, my young servant is at home sick and paralyzed. He can't move. And so Jesus says, hey, I will come and heal him. And the man says these words right here that floored Jesus. The floor Jesus. He's like, you don't even need to come. Look at this. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 8. I'm in the King James. Matthew 8 verse 8. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. And listen, you read the rest of the story on your own time. It says at that same hour, the servant was healed. And Jesus was like, whoa. He said, I haven't ever seen faith like this, not even in Israel. Not even the covenant people have faith like this. But look, the word of God is so powerful. This man probably wasn't a theologian. This man probably didn't know all the covenant rights of the Jewish people because he wasn't Jewish. But he apparently knew the power of the word of God. You, as a covenant person and a child of God, do you know the power of the word of God? This came to me. Let's just, I'm gonna, you know, I'm, I'm ask a question. What's the distance you're supposed to socially distance from people to stay safe right now? Okay. Uh, anybody know how long you're supposed to quarantine if you've, you know, come into contact? Someone name me a healing verse right now that I didn't just use. 
Thank you. Anyone else? Now listen, listen. My point is this. A couple of you knew some verses. A lot more people know more of the COVID rules than they know the rules of the word of God. I'm not making fun of you or putting down on you, but if you know the quarantine rules, the distancing rules, the mask and the vaccine rules and all that information, but you can't quote a healing verse, I'm not judging you. Maybe, maybe, but listen to me. I'm just saying, if you know the power of the word of God, you better get this stuff in your heart. I'm not making fun, but you need to know some healing verses. Well, I don't, I'm not good at memorizing. You just memorized a bunch of those things. I don't know how you're not that good at it. Why? Because it's been put in front of your eyes and in front of your ears for 16, 18 months now. What if you just took at least one verse? I recommend more. What if you took at least one verse that we've given you tonight and memorized it? Thank you. I'm going to let that marinate in your brain for the next few days. Amen. But you need to know some healing verses even more so than you know the COVID rules. Thank you very much. All right. Number five. Who's ready for this? Your words. Hey, there's God's words. But did you know that one way to receive healing from God through the Bible is your own words? Well, my words, they don't carry much weight. Your words carry a stinking lot of weight. More weight than you probably care to know. Proverbs 18.21. Proverbs 18.21. You, you should know this verse. And if you've come here very long, 